Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. <laughs> so crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. And Oscar Bush. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, May 28th, 2023. And Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> I got to tell you, some of you out there understand why I'm playing this this particular week. But then, there's other people out there who like really know me well that are like, this is the last guy I would ever expect you to play on the C-Rod podcast, and you're right, and I am actually surprised that I'm playing this because I despise Bruce Springsteen with every fiber of my being. <laughs> Just everything about him. Like I don't think I've ever seen, first of all, I don't think I've seen anybody with a bigger ego than him. Like, he's so, he's so into himself, he has to create, like, he can't even talk normal. He has to talk like he's Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah, you know, we're out there on the boardwalk. Some cold nights here in Asbury Park, you know. We used to sit around and play sing some blues. Like, he was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? And when did this guy become everybody's boss? He's not my boss. Everybody calling him the boss. He ain't my fucking boss. Fuck you there, gay. <laughs> fucking Bruce Springsteen. I even hate Courtney Cox, <laughs> okay, because she was randomly picked in the in the video <laughs> to dance with him, even though it wasn't a random pick. That whole thing was set up. But what I'm trying to say is I hate Courtney Cox, too. And in fact, I hate the whole cast of Friends while I'm at it. Maybe I'll play this a little bit later, as a matter of fact. I had this one thing. What's that show where they just they freestyle on each other? I'm, I'm sure Nick Cannon's got something to do with it. They just basically, like, they... they just rip each other the whole show. There was one, and of course it was it was scripted, but it was David Schwimmer. All right. And David Schwimmer's like, he's he's freestyling, and it's like, oh, okay. So he's he's got like, you know, Eminem, eight mile skills all of a sudden, David Schwimmer. Ross. 
And it was like you can tell the whole thing. They just, they just handed him a piece of paper. Like, here, read this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll play that for you a little bit later. But Dave, Dave oh, man. David Schwimmer, man, that guy. I, I would love to just hit him with a bat right in his mouth. <laughs> so the reason, obviously, I did play the Bruce Springsteen is because it's it's everybody knows what weekend it is. And I told you guys I'm going to be doing this every single year. <laughs> Memorial Day is not about a three-day weekend. <laughs> the first year that I did that, okay, it was basically Memorial Day. It was the actual day, and they were doing that shit on Facebook, you know. You're not supposed to drink beer on Memorial Day. <laughs> the fun police. And then the second year, I was like, man, these guys are out in full force. They started this shit on, like, Saturday. It wasn't even Memorial Day they're starting this shit. Well, this year, last Sunday, and it started with exactly what I started out with. Memorial Day is not about a three-day weekend. And you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not about a three-day weekend. You want to know why? Because I took off Tuesday, too. So it's about a four-day weekend. All right there, Chief? I'm on my way to the Arlington National Cemetery as we speak. <laughs> Stick a hot dog up your ass. Now, I did want to start this week with a, a feel-good story, and I'm going to follow it up with how today's media and social media and everything else ruins every feel-good moment. And it's because they just they just they never stop with it. It's like, I say this all the time and for certain different subjects and things like that, but when certain things pass, leave it where the fuck it is. There's no reason to keep dredging it up and dredging it up and dredging it up to the point where you dilute it to the, the moment that was special. is not even special anymore. Knock it off. Now you don't even have to be a sports fan and you don't have to be a golf fan to, to get behind this story because it's so freaking cool. Okay. Four major tournaments in a year. It's the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the British Open. Now, the Masters is the only one that you know you can't go and try and qualify for. You have to be. You have to make a list. But the U.S. Open, the British Open, and the PGA Championship, any any PGA professional can go and try and qualify. And when they do, it's like they they just do it just to say that they did it. You know, like they don't even make the cut half the time. You know, like they'll play Thursday and Friday, and they're just not, they didn't play well enough to play the weekend, so they go home. Just to say that they did it. You know, it's like, all right, it's Friday. I'm 14 over. I didn't make the cut, but fuck it. Because these these guys, it's there's just something about PGA pros. Like, the disparity between a pro and an amateur is is farther than any other sport. They, these guys are just different. But anyway, each each golf course you go to has its own PGA professional. Like, the, the, he's the guy that gives lessons, you know, and things like that, right? So the PGA Championship was last week, and this guy from this little rinky-dink town in California, his name was Michael Block, and he he made the cut. He went to go qualify. He made the cut. But not only that, like on Friday, he got like within two shots of the lead. It was like unprecedented. I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, but the thing was, is this guy, whenever they like filmed to him, you could see it right away. Like he's his personality, he wore it all over his face. This guy was just a guy that you can get behind. He was just a likable dude. You know, he had a really cool demeanor about him. 
it was just really cool. And this event happened to be in New York, and New York golf fans go batshit crazy for people. Like, if there's a story like that, they're going to be in your corner the whole fucking time. And God damn it, they were. So here's the here's the special part about it. Okay, it's Sunday, and he wasn't he wasn't in contention on Sunday, but he had this, you know, he had a disclaimer where it was like, okay, look, if you can finish in the top fifteen, you get invited back here next year. You don't have to qualify. So just the pressure of that is is bad enough, you know, with with cameras on you and all this other. You're on TV, right? So. He's playing with Rory McIlroy, okay, like how surreal would that be, you know? And they're on the 15th hole. Now, he's hovering around 15th place, like, the, the whole day. And he's at the 15th hole, four holes to play, okay? And he he gets a hole-in-one. And, and not just a hole-in-one where, where he hits it and it, like, lands on the green, like, 12 feet away and just trickles in. He he, he swished it from, from, like, 170 yards, dunk right into the fucking hole, right? So that you know that gave him a boost, and he was you know on, like right on the cusp of the top fifteen. Now check this out: on the eighteenth hole, the pressure cooker—it's the last hole of the tournament. He has to make par to to tie for fifteenth place and come back next year, right? So it's a par four, which means you have four shots to get it in. His second shot he hit was fucking horrific. It was it was I was like I knew that was going to happen because like the, you, the people who don't do this week in and week out they fold under pressure. It's just what they do. So when you see the position that he's in, he's got about 40 yards of the green, but the shot was impossible. It was one of those things like they call it up and down. So if you're like, if you're, you know, if you need to get it up and down two shots, it means you got to pitch it on the green and make the putt to get it up and down. He needed to get it up and down to make par to, 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 to not have to qualify next year. And if you saw his situation, okay, if you gave me 10 tour pros, I would I would say maybe two of them can can get it up and down from that speed. He he fucked himself like he couldn't have fucked himself any worse. You know I gave this guy like a four percent chance of getting up and down. All right, just just because of the lights, the pressure, you know, of coming back next year and and you know and blah blah blah. Yeah, he 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 did it. He gets it up and down like it was nothing. He 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 hits the shot to about eight feet, makes the putt, no pressure. And then the interview, like so, basically, if you're the low PGA pro meaning like the lowest score, then you get like a trophy along with the guy who wins the tournament. So like they give the guy who won Brooks Cup, they give him his tournament, his his, uh, his trophy, and then Michael Block gets his, right? And then, you know, he's talking to the crowd and they're interviewing him and shit, and he started crying. It was just like, that was such a great feel-good moment. It was like, this guy pulled off the impossible. And not only did he pull off the impossible, but he was such a fucking likable guy. It was just great. Now, here is where the media ruins every great feel-good moment. I'm seeing this guy everywhere I turn. And it's like, okay, I, 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 he's a cool guy. I like him. But, like, I've seen 52 interviews since this thing, and now all, all the guy does is cry every interview. It's like, <laughs> like when you won the thing and, and the crowd's cheering for you and you're being interviewed and it's a surreal moment and, and you know, all that kind of shit, yeah, of course, you know, you're going to lose it. Cry. Knock yourself out. But every interview, the ensuing interviews, therefore, you're going to freaking sit there and cry to the point where, like, your caddy doesn't even carry clubs with you anymore. Like, he just carries a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying. How did it feel? You were sitting there. You had 15-foot putt. 
to, to tie for 15 so you can come back next year. What were you thinking? Well, I just looked up and <laughs> I was looking up. I just saw Rory McIlroy and I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> it's one thing to like, you know, get caught up in the moment and cry. But when you're known as the guy that's just going to cry every time they talk to you, I, I, I lost interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, dude. You're grown. I'm glad you said that, son. But since you're grown, don't bring your black ass back home. Like, you know your time has passed. Like, when I turn on the TV and I see this guy, and they're like, oh, we're here with Michael Block. And as soon as I see him, I know he's just going to cry in three seconds. I'm, I'm out. I'm no longer interested. Thank you, media. You have ruined such a great feel-good story of old Michael Block. Good dude. Don't get me wrong. Great moment. Great, you know, what I mean, a feel-good moment or whatever you want to call it. Just cry once, Mike. All right? Just act like you've been there before, for the love of Christ. Do you remember when I was telling you guys about my senior prom? <laughs> I told you that story. Freaking DEA busted in, the, busted in the joint. Took down a drug cartel that was sitting next to me while I'm freaking tweaked up on acid. <laughs> Certain things that just become things, and I kind of just don't realize it until it's already been a trend for a couple years. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Perfect example are these gender reveal parties. You ever see these things? I'm sure you did. It's just so freaking elaborate. Like, like some of them get so elaborate, people get hurt. <laughs> the whole thing backfires. You know, you got the one with like the giant fucking balloon, and if 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 they pop it and blue goo comes out of it, it's a boy. If pink goo comes out, it's a girl. You know, they got the one where it's like a pinata. They blindfold the guy. You know, and if blue candy comes out, it's a boy. The fucking pinata. One guy's gender reveal party was so freaking elaborate, he set California on fire. <laughs> True fucking story. He started this massive forest fire <laughs> in California. This was, I think, 2020, I want to say. It was 2020 or 2021, and this, this guy fucked up. Like, he fucked up bad. Like, you know how those wildfires get out there in California? And he started one. It was freaking gender reveal party. I'm like, so I'm looking around. I'm like, when the fuck did this become a thing? How about this? All right, ready, guys? It's a girl. Hey, no, it's like, all right, everybody come over and we're going to set this up here. You take this stick and hold it and go over there and I'm going to sit here. Can you hear my voice? Are you blindfold? Okay, come towards me. Come towards me. Now swing the it's a It's a boy. How's that? Just, just do that. But what are they doing for proms now? I told you guys about my prom. We all took acid. There was about 10 of us. And, we, and I think, what did we do? Chip in for a limo, I think we did. When you got 10 people, what's that? 10 bucks a person? You know, a limo for the night? That was all we did. What is going on now? And you guys know me. <laughs> like, I'm in Norristown. It's not exactly a, a high-rent district around here. These people are, are, are doing things that are just like, how did you, what did you do? Is that a year's salary of what you just spent just so you can get front-step pictures? I'm serious. I was driving down the other day. I saw a fucking, in Norristown, of all places. I saw, you know, people taking pictures. This kid's got a Gucci suit on. There's a Rolls Royce in Norristown. There was a fucking Rolls Royce. And I said, and I, I said to myself, I'm like, how much money did you spend on that? And it's like, you, you don't even have a can of beans in the house. It's unbelievable. And there were other things, you know, like little decorations and all this other nonsense. 
So it's a fucking senior prom. Like, let's not make that big a deal out of it. All right, you give the girl the course. All right, hey, look at me. Take a picture. Okay, oh, hey, there's a limo. Go ahead. Okay, have fun. Now everything's got to be a big red carpet production, you know. And I love that one meme where it's like a it's a meme, and it's Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> standing on the road, and he's wearing like his little Pee Wee Herman suit, and it said like you know we made fun of Pee Wee Herman for wearing this suit, you know, twenty five years ago, and now your son's wearing it to the senior prom. <laughs> Like those tight, tight, like nut hugger pants. And what's with the floods? Yeah, you know, what's with the fucking floods? Like, and, and that's supposed to be a thing. Like, oh, here, look at my shin. They're like not shorts, but they're not pants. Like they just, it's right above your ankle. So I could see your whole freaking cankle out. You know, I'd be walking around. Hey man, pull your shoes up, man. What the, what the fuck's going on with that shit? I never understood that. Here's the other thing I don't understand these days. You ever see that the... The pant short, the short pant, pant short, short ports, ports, shorts or ports, shorts, shants, short shants, shants. Where they're wearing a suit, but the pants are cut off at the knee, but they're like dressed slacks, but they're short. I don't know what to call them. The fuck's up with that? That's why I said a while back on this show, you know, don't get too consumed with, with fashion trends. Because these kids are going to look at their prom pictures and be like, I could see my dick in those pants. I think I see a dick print. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the fuck? Don't, don't go, don't. I mean, you know, just you don't got to be too, too, too plain Jane, but like, don't be a little, don't be, don't be to the point where you're going to look at a picture of yourself 10 years from now and cringe. Why am I wearing shorts with this freaking suit? You know, do you ever think that one through? Here's the other thing too, and this is about that prom generation too, because it's we didn't run out of names. All right, well, what is what? What's the thing of them like? They're, they're fearing that their kids are going to be too normal if they name them John. You know, common names like John, Michael, Matthew, David, James. These are all names that are just you don't hear them for kids anymore. It's almost like they either switched to objects or, or last names. There's his. Oh, where's, where's, uh, what are you guys going to do for Mackenzie's fourth birthday? But Mackenzie, that's a fucking, <laughs> it's a last name. What are, you, what are you doing? You know? Oh, oh, wait till you see little Henderson's outfit when we bring him over on Henderson. <laughs> fucking Henderson. Harrison. You know? Oh, here comes little Cooper with his little fuck. Oh, wait till you see her do this. She does this little, like, this little Lady Gaga routine. It's just freaking hilarious. Come here. Hold on. I'll bring her in here. Hey, Amethyst. Amethyst. Come on in here. Here's my son, Basil. (laughs) What? (laughs) Here's the most confused one. Like, there's there's certain ones that are just like, there's a mind fuck on it because, like, I just said, like, they're using the last names for first names, right? Well, what about the person that's got two last names? You ever see that? <laughs> I'll give you one. He's a famous guy. Anderson Cooper. What the, you know? Like, I, if I saw his name, like, on Microsoft Teams, I wouldn't know what his first name was if it didn't say, like, you know, like, Cooper, comma, Anderson. It just says Anderson Cooper. I'm like, I don't know which one. I, <laughs> which one do I take? I don't know. 
How about this one? There's actually a local. She's been around for 25 years. She's a local news anchor in the Philadelphia area who has three first names. You know how they say, like, don't trust a guy with two first names? What the fuck am I supposed to do with somebody with three first names? Guys, remember, I don't even know if she's working anymore, but Lisa Thomas Laurie? Eh? <laughs> Usually people who use three names end up as assassins. <laughs> Just so you know, John Wilkes Booth. Lee Harvey Oswald, Mark David Chapman. They're all nutbags. <laughs> Don't use three. You know what I'm drinking right now? And these are starting to like come back. I'm starting to notice like they're in the supermarket and now they're in like more convenience stores and shit like that. But I got to tell you, and, and they hit different. I hate to say that phrase, but it's, it's actually true. The glass Coke bottle. There we get the glass Coke bottle. There's just something different about it, man. I, I don't know. It just does not taste the same as it does. You know, out of out of the regular bottle or can, and I, I was talking to somebody about that like like a couple of weeks ago. I think it might have been somebody at work or whatever the case may be. And the and the one guy goes, he's like, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, they're just starting to come back. He's like, yeah, I got, you know, I like the one, I like the Pepsi ones. I said, a Pepsi one. I said, like, all right, look, if if you choose Pepsi over Coke, I I have to question you overall as a human being. I just don't. There's, I can't see it. Now, here's the thing. When I was like six years old, I took the Pepsi challenge in front of a Kmart one time. Right? And and it was like, you know, so basically, if, you know, if anybody was too young to know what the Pepsi challenge was, they gave you two little cups of, of soda, and you had to guess which one was Pepsi and which one was Coke. Like, you had to pick one. Like, you had to drink one, and whatever one you thought was better, then they would reveal what you picked, and I picked Coke. That was a pretty easy decision. <laughs> Stay with that for the rest of my life. You know, just stay with the Coca-Cola. But, I, you know, but Pepsi, I'm just, I don't, I don't know, man. And if you look at, like, the people who endorse Pepsi are all weirdos. <laughs> you know, Britney Spears, there you go. <laughs> you know, and then you got McDonald's Coke. You ever have fucking Coke at McDonald's or Sprite even? At McDonald's, a, a Sprite at McDonald's, that, that is crispy as fuck. Like, that shit will twist your face. <laughs> it's like pure. You know what I'm saying? Here's the difference, though. This is a true story. McDonald's soda is is so different than any other fountain soda in any other restaurant because they don't get their Coke, like, they, they don't get their syrup delivered in a bag like everybody else does. So, basically, it's a syrup in a bag, and you hook a hose to it, and then the syrup comes with the CO2 and the frickin', and, and the seltzer water, and it mixes together, and blah, blah, I got a fountain soda. Well, McDonald's, they, they don't do it in a box. Like, so the, the plastic bag comes in a box, and that's basically how it works. In McDonald's, they come in stainless steel canisters. This is like this is like factory formula Coca-Cola, like the kind with the cocaine in it. <laughs> that was a real thing, by the way. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola, it's like, that's where the name came from, the coca plant, because they're, that's where they get the flavor for Coca-Cola from the coca plant, and they put cocaine in fucking soda for I couldn't tell you how long. Now, could you imagine being a part of that generation? I would have loved to have lived at that time. Like back in the 1920s or whatever the fuck it was. They used to, are you ready for this? If you had a cold, you went to the doctor, you had a cold, they would give you heroin. True story. They gave you heroin. <laughs> all right. And then it got to a point, you know, it got to a point where, you know, like people, it's like, all right, well, okay, you're sick. You got the flu. Okay. Here's three days worth of heroin. And then they go and take it. Now, of course, this was like, you know, fused into a cough medicine of sorts. 
but it would basically be like, all right, here's some heroin, you know? And then like three days later when they're done the heroin on day four, they, they, they go back and they're like, stop, I'm still sick. <laughs> Doc, what's going on? <laughs> and they would prescribe them more heroin because they're like, all right, well, maybe it just didn't kill the virus off. Okay, here, take three more days of heroin. The next thing you know, you got a whole town full of fucking full-blown junkies. <laughs> what a what a wild time that must have been to live. I think they actually gave you cocaine too, like for toothaches and shit. You know, like you know the cokeheads, like they were, they snort it up and then they fucking rub it on their gums and they get all goofy. I think they did that then. They were giving out cocaine for fucking toothaches, giving out heroin for a cold. I mean, Christ, what if you had like strep throat? Did they give you fentanyl? Like, what, like what? How did that work? And what was the virus that that would net me acid? <laughs> I want to go back to that time. They were called the Roaring Twenties for a reason. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm overtime as fucking usual. What the hell else is new these days? And I'm actually, this is actually Sunday because I did go to my buddy Jay's last night, man. We had a, bl- we had a blast as we normally do. We we're just like cooking out on the grill, you know, drinking, hanging out, smoking cigars, and people stopped by. You know, always a good time. And the weather was fucking perfect too, man. So I didn't get to do my segment on Saturday like I normally do. So it's going to be a long day for me and probably going to get out late for you guys too, of course, because I typically will do one segment on Saturday all the time now. So I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work cut out for me here, but I'm up against the break. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, 
C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors. CJacksonContractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. Cindy Lauper. You know, the funny thing about Cindy Lauper is that she really she really didn't have, you know, a shit ton of hits. She only had about four or five hits. But she was still a major player in that decade because she was just like, I don't know. She was one of those, like, trailblazers as far as, like, fashion was concerned. I think she was, like, the first one to be like, I just don't give a fuck when I'm wearing <laughs> And then everybody followed what she did anyway. But she had such an influence on that. She was almost like, who who would I compare her to today? Maybe like a cross between like Lady Gaga and and Pink. Somewhere around there. But she was all right, Sandy Lopper. And, 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 and the, you know, the songs that she did have, the hits were, 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 were good, so... The reason why I played that was because I just watched the movie. Did you see? Now, of course, I don't even know what's happening with movies these days. Meaning, like, some of them go to the theater. You know, some go straight to a streaming service. Sometimes it's in the movie theater for two weeks. And then it's on a stream. I don't understand that. Like, what movie gets selected to be there for a long time? I just don't understand that these days. But that movie, Air, it was like the the Nike story about, you know, how they, how they wooed Michael Jordan and in, into a contract and, you know, obviously made history with the, with the air brand, but you know, it was, it's, it's, it was your classic, you know, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie, but it was really good. Like it was really good. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I thought that was weird about it was that it didn't show Jordan's face, you know, like when he was in the meetings, like they never showed his face. I just thought that was stupid and strange. But the one thing that I really enjoyed from it, now this this song that I, I played from Cindy Lauper was on the soundtrack. And I got to tell you, <laughs> throughout that movie, I counted. I think I got up to like nine. There were like nine songs in that movie that have been premiered here on the C-Rod podcast. I thought that was pretty cool. And then they played this, you know, that Cindy Lauper song. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that coming out of a break. Why not? So I wanted to get started with, did you ever just, you know, when you were younger, you had a friend or just like a person that you were acquainted with or whatever the case may be, and and they were just fuck-ups, you know, like they always seem to have like dramatic shit going on and nothing's ever their fault, you know, like like people like that where it's just like you're just a walking contradiction, you know, I... I just have certain people where it was like, you know, I, I saw what kind of person they were as like a teenager. And then it's like, you look 25 years later and you're like, you're still doing this same shit. Like you're, you didn't grow up yet. This one dude, I swear to God, he's got like eight baby mamas. All right. I, I've talked about this guy on the show before. He's got eight baby mamas and he's, he's currently, he only takes care of one of the kids. And he probably has dozens out there that he doesn't even realize are his. 
And he's he. I, I never in my life have I ever seen him actually have like a job. Like, and again, <laughs> there was somebody who posted a meme the other day on Instagram. And they're like, "I want to be that. Like, why can't I be the guy that just doesn't have a job but somehow has all the money? Like, why? <laughs> why do I do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I'm paying for that money. You're collecting it from the state. They're gay. And it, it's the, here's the thing. They're trying to like put this shit in place now where able-bodied people like we're not giving you free money anymore like the american people are not going to just line your pockets just so you can sit home and play call of duty all day and only and only take care of one of your 47 children so i don't know what the backstory is to this but the, the one thing i do know is it's like you know like the kid the kid I don't know. I guess they broke up. He broke up with the baby mom, and the baby mom wouldn't let him see the kid. It's never his fault. This happens with everyone. Oh, she won't let me see the kid. Oh, really? 42 times? You were innocent 42 times with your 42 kids, and all 42 mothers go, no, you're not allowed to see him. You had to do something. Right? So this is the kind of person, and this is what I'm saying. Like, you still do this shit? Like, you remember when... When Facebook, when people first started getting on Facebook, you saw this a lot more back then, but it was one of those things where somebody will post something and, and they're clearly talking shit about somebody, but they don't tag who the person is, you know what I'm saying? Ho- in hopes that they read it, knowing that they're talking about them. It was the, it was the stupidest thing that people ever did. And now this guy out here, <laughs> he's basically throwing, like, I guess they got into another fight and they broke up and now he's not allowed to see the kid now. You know, kid number 42, you're not allowed to see, you know, it's like, you know, like you're, you're the most innocent, nicest man in the world and you're a provider and you do all this kind of stuff, but you know what? You can't see your kid. The guy did something, you know, and now like every other day he's putting a post up, basically trashing the baby mama and nothing's his fault. I, I didn't do anything and fuck it up. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You're a perfect saint <laughs> your entire life, but your 42 baby mamas will not let you within 500 yards of your child. Children, children, army, village, whatever it is. <laughs> if you guys remember me telling you that long story, this is a while ago. This was very early on in the show, probably in the 20s, somewhere around there. I was telling you about how he, like, I was hanging out. It was me and my girlfriend were hanging out with him and his girlfriend. He ended up banging my girlfriend. I said, what the fuck, dude? So I even the score. <laughs> and when I found out, I, I I got in contact with his girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, this is happening. So anyway, this is what I'm trying to talk about. Like, all right, so so Facebook comes out around like 2009. This happened in like 1997. What I was just talking about. Okay, it's like 12 years later. He's he's six more baby mamas down the line. Now, when Facebook start you know first came out and people were going on there, you you started looking for so you had certain people in mind that you wanted to look for. Like, whatever happened to that fucking person? So his, you know, his girlfriend found me in like 2009 or 2010 on Facebook. And, you know, we, we, we had a little weekend together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she, this is when I lived in Southampton at the time. And, and she's over, like, you know, we came back from wherever we went out. And then, you know, we're, we're sitting there in my living room just hanging out. And she took a selfie of us and she posted it on Facebook. And I get a message from him. He's like, you motherfucker, fucking motherfucker, you fucking piece of shit. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out there, guy. First of all, you, <laughs> you, you drew first blood, not me, number one, okay? And you, you had what was coming to you. Two, 
It's 12 years later. So what, you have dibs on every person that you've ever dated? Like nobody can touch them but you? He like he wanted to fight me and shit. I'm like, <laughs> like guy, you know, at the time I'm like I'm like we're fucking thirty two years old. You're still oh, you fucking my girlfriend, man. Like, dude, you had twelve kids in the interim from the time that you left her until until wherever the fuck it is you are now. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. It was like you know, one little you know fun little innocent weekend. Well, it wasn't innocent, but you know. It, but what I, what I'm trying to say is like he. he you guys broke up 12 years ago, and I haven't seen you in 12 years. What the fuck do you care? Just be happy that I'm paying your welfare while you get to play Call of Duty. That's on me. You're welcome. You fucking asshole, man. <laughs> it's another one. It was like, you know, like, when you're, when you're 18, 19, that shit's acceptable. Like, the guy that always needs a ride. Oh, you can get a ride, man. You know that guy that's always, you know, begging for a fucking ride somewhere? It's like, get a job and get a car. Then you don't have to do this kind of shit. You don't have to depend on other people. You know, it's like when my grandma was alive, she used to, my dad's mom, she had a sign in her kitchen that said, to rely on others is to be disappointed. And that was a saying that my dad pretty much, like, carried through his whole life and said it to me, too. Like, don't put yourself in a position that you have to rely on other people because they're going to disappoint you. You know, still now, 25 years later, he's still like, hey, can somebody give me a ride from uh, from po- from the Poconos to South Philly? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm on my way. I'll, I'll, I'll hop right in my car for that one there, guy. Like, the f- but it's just funny when you see the people that, like, you see the people that did shit that, that was expected of, like, a 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old person, like, they're still doing it in their mid-40s. <laughs> like... <laughs> You made no progress <laughs> since the fucking time. Meanwhile, you got kids today. You know, I don't even know how they do it, but they're they're millionaires by the time they're 14. You ever see this? And I still can't get an explanation of how they're doing it. Of course, it has something to do with the computer, but like every... Uh, all the time, I, I see these things, like reels on Instagram, and a lot of them are actually sponsored. Where it's like a kid, and he and he's like he's like he's like nineteen years old. And he's like, you know, I was working at Target, and then I worked at Starbucks, and then I worked, you know, in a restaurant serving people. But I realized when I was twenty years old, I just didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. I had no interest in working for other people. So that was when I started my online business, and now I make one point four million dollars a year. What's the business? They never let you know that. These kids. <laughs> You know, like some of them are like Doogie Hauser. It's you know, it's like they're they're eleven years old. I'm being dead serious. These people are eleven years old starting online businesses. I don't know what was going on. I was watching cartoons on a Saturday. My my father walked in the living room. He's like, "Hey, go start a business." <laughs> and so many people said, "Like, oh, you 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 unhappy with your job? Just start an online business." What what is the business? A business consists of a, a business model. With the product or service that you provide, how do you just whoop? <laughs> Got an online business now. What is it? And it's one of those things. Anytime it's one of those sponsored ones, we're like, oh, you want to find out how to be a millionaire? You know, because of my algorithm, I'll get, well, you want to learn how to get 4 million listeners in your podcast and then and watch this short video. And the short video ends up being like an hour. 
And at the end, it's just like they didn't tell you shit. It's just they, they basically, it was an hour commercial to get you to buy into whatever the fuck they were trying to get you to buy into. That's the online business. Being a scoundrel. You know, I should go out there tomorrow and just create a reel. Be like, yeah, you know, now I make $5 million a week now. I hated my fucking job. I hated my boss. I hated everything. So I said, you know what? One day I just stood up and said, fuck you, I'm out. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. And I started my own business. And do you want to find out how to make, you know, uh, fucking $1 million a week or a month or a year? Watch this short video. And I'll just give them a whole video of bullshit. You know, and every time it gets like they never let you see how much time is left in the video. You just basically, you can't see that. If you, if you, if you press the screen, it pauses automatically, but there's no clock. And every two minutes, they got to keep on saying like the big point. You know, oh, in just a couple seconds, I'm going to reveal what's going to what the trick is. And you sit there and wait for another two minutes, and then they go on another tangent, and then another two minutes. Oh, in just a couple minutes, I'm going to tell you what the secret is. And then when you're a minute fifty-eight, okay, the big secret is going to your credit card and give me fifty-nine ninety-nine. And then they send you some bullshit-ass book. That's the business. Started online business. I don't need Tony Robbins to fucking tell me that. Anybody, I don't care who it is, anybody can have their own business online and you can be a millionaire. <laughs> Why is it a sponsored ad? If the guy, like, you know, listen, if you found a way to make millions of dollars, would you be so eager to share it with people for free? Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it started online business, man. Getting through all the way to the end of the video. Just to be completely disappointed. It's almost like when you go to, <laughs> you ever go to apply for a job, you know, and you, and you send them your resume and then, and then, and they get, the, they send you to, you know, they send you the email back and you see like the title of the email and you're like, Ooh, ooh it's fucking job getting back to me. And then they hit you with the, thank you very much for applying for X, Y, and Z position. While we were extremely impressed with your resume, we decided to go into a different direction at this time. If anything opens up in the future, we will definitely keep you in mind. Like, I would have rather you ghosted me. <laughs> There's nothing more disappointing than a letter or email that's like that. It's like, just why did you even say that? Like, I see the freaking email, I get all excited, and then, I, and then that that's in there. You should have just told me to go fuck myself. You know, like, yeah, like, thanks for replying, but truly, we deep down, we think you're a piece of shit. So uh, maybe you should try 7-Eleven. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. But if, you know, you guys know me by now. I, I'm the kind of guy that, like, I, if I could, if I know, now a lot of people will be reserved about this, and you guys know me, I, I just won't. But if I'm in a situation, okay, where something happens to the point where I can say something where in my mind I'm like, this is comedy gold if I say this right now. However, if I do, I know some people are going to be offended. You know, and I was always the guy that said, fuck it. I don't care. I'm, I'm saying it. This is too good of an opportunity. This is too much of a good fit to say in this particular situation. And I would always end up offending somebody. Now, <laughs> a lot of the times, you know, it was like what I was going to have to say was going to be fucked up, but I knew it was going to be hilarious. So I just didn't care. And it always seemed to happen to me, even when I wasn't trying. If I said something, you know, 
like if I said something to you know about anything about anything, I, you know, it's going to offend somebody. But like, I knew it was going to before it came out of my mouth. But then sometimes when it's coming out of my mouth, it was just like meaning. All right, a- anytime I say a joke about somebody. <laughs> Anytime I'm in a group of people and, and, and something pops into my head that I think is just like comic genius, but it has to do with like a medical condition or something like that. Somebody in the group has, has that going on. You know, it could be anything you could be, you could be talking about like a, you know, a homeless guy and, and it's the dead of winter, you know, and, and he, he goes into like a Wawa or something to like warm up and you're telling the story about, yeah, and this guy came in, man, Whew. He was, you know, it was like, it was like five degrees outside. It was windy. And the guy had like a t-shirt and shorts on. Like the guy was freaking freezing. So he comes walking into this freaking Wawa and he was shaking like he had fucking Parkinson's and, and, and somebody's always in the, oh, my, you know, my uncle died of a Parkinson's disease and just completely shits all over the joke. <laughs> my joke is more important than your goddamn uncle. All right. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, 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 it's not all about you. <laughs> I was telling you guys a while back about employees today, you know, like, and, and, and what things are like. And I think I was talking about a five guys where, and, and a Chick-fil-A and somewhere else. I mean, you walk in and again, these kids are 11 years old. They're like, no matter where you go, any kind of like food joint, you go in there, they got like 13 year olds working in there and, and you know, and, and they're so buried in devices and what have you and all that kind of stuff that it was just like they're just antisocial and then it gets to a point now i think this is becoming a cause for concern where i walk into a place and it's like i could be standing there for 27 minutes and nobody even looks up let alone says hello to you and if you go up and say like oh excuse me they're like what 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 the fuck do you want like they look at you like you inconvenience them I'm going to give you a couple examples here, and, a re- and I'll tell you why the reason why I'm bringing this up. So, I don't know what it was. You ever, you ever just, at some some days, you know, it could be very early in the day or whatever the case may be, you know, where you just have a hankering for something. You're like, I'm definitely having that for dinner tonight. No question about it. It is what it is, right? So, I wanted I wanted to make, I don't know what it was, but I, w- I had a hankering. I wanted to make some, you know, some fettuccine, a little fettuccine Alfredo right and I, I do i had a chicken breast you know so like i was i was cool with that and then you know i had fettuccine i had you know, whatever so I, i'm sitting up thinking about it all day all day all day all day right and then at the end of the day comes go to the fridge get the accoutrement that i need right now you guys remember if you, you know if you remember me telling you about alfredo sauce like i don't use heavy cream i do it the goomba way you know i shred down some pecorino romano cheese all right some butter. Then you get the starch water from the pasta, mix that in, and thickens it up into a cream. So anyway, for some reason, I don't even know why I didn't know, I forgot this, but like I didn't have the cheese. I'm like, wait, I could have sworn I just bought like a wedge. I, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? So now my whole plan that I've been thinking about since like 11 in the morning has been fucked. I'm like, all right, well, I can, I can get it somewhere. You know, meaning like I, I but by the time I would have went to the supermarket, came back and go to fucking make, I'm like, you know, I'll just order it somewhere, you know? So I order from this fucking joint, right? You got chicken fettuccine Alfredo, comes with like a salad, whatever, right? So I'm like, all right. So I order it. I go in, I pick it up. You know, I see the 11-year-old behind the counter, right? Gives me my shit. (laughs) 
I get home, right? And I, I open this shit up. I take this out out. I take out the freaking like the like the platter, like the fucking fettuccine Alfredo, right? I open it up. <laughs> There's no fucking chicken in there. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm wait a minute. You, you forgot the, the, the star of, of the dish? How's that even possible? <laughs> How the fuck did you forget? That's the equivalent of me ordering a cheeseburger and you handing me everything but the burger. How the fuck do you forget that? So I, I get home and I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to go back there. You know, why would I want to go? You know what I'm saying? So I call him up. I'm like, hey, guy. I said, I just placed an order and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I, know, I, I rung you up. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's just chicken Alfredo. Like, there's no fucking chicken in here. And he goes, <laughs> and bless his heart. I was not going to take him up on this. But he's like, you want me to have a guy just come deliver it to you? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know? Because here's the thing. Let's just say the, the delivery driver, he's got like three other deliveries that he's got. And then he comes back and, hey, by the way, can you run this chicken over to this fucking place that like we forgot to put it in his fucking in his thing? The three deliveries he's got in the car are going to tip him, <laughs> you know? So I'm probably going to wait an hour and 10 minutes so I can get cold chicken. You know, like, why don't even bother? You know what I'm saying? Right? And then there's this other place. This place called Roots in East Narn. It's actually pretty good. It's kind of like a craft beer, craft food type of joint, right? <laughs> I order something online, right? And then I, I go, I walk in the joint. Now, the joint, I'm telling you, the, every time I go in there, I've only been in there three or four times, but when I do go in there, it's typically busy. And I get that. It's okay. But it was it was, it was was busy at, at this time, okay? And I walk in, and again, not nobody, not one person. Now, this is where you go to like seat people. Like you walk in and people go, hey, how you doing? How many people you got? Or, hey, you picking up. Nobody came up, not one person. And I'm like, I can't believe we live in this world. Like, like nobody wants to communicate. Nobody wants to do anything. So finally, like, you know, I didn't want to be that guy. But I was like, you know, hey, guy. I went over to him. And he turns around, yeah, what's up, man? I'm like, yeah, I got to pick up. And he's like, oh, okay. And like, what's your name? I'm like, Christian. They didn't have it. I'm like, you. Are you, you kidding me right now? Like fucking, uh, yeah. So now I don't sit there and wait another 30 minutes for them to make the fucking shit. I'm just, I'm sitting there like an idiot. Now, if they would have greeted me like back then, I only would have been there for 20 minutes, but I think I'm spending like the better part of an hour in there, you know? And then not only that, it's just like, you know, greeting people. You're forgetting chicken in my fucking order. Sometimes you're forgetting entire items that I've ordered. It's like every single time, it, it's always an issue. And here's my thing. These people that come out, we're like, we fucking eat food working, man. We should make $15 an hour. Yeah, maybe when you get my order right, and maybe when you learn how to fucking say hello, we, 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 we can negotiate that. But until then, $7.50. Shut the fuck up. Put some chicken in my goddamn Alfredo. Right there, Raphael, and we'll we'll talk about money. Because theoretically, what'll end up happening is, let's say they go na- nationwide, fifteen dollars an hour to food service workers. They'll they'll here's what this is. <laughs> this is the moniker across the country all the time. Somebody thinks they're underpaid. They're like, you know what? All, all you have to do is just pay me what I'm worth, and I'll I'll give you that that much worth of you know, you know what I'm saying? They'd like a get what you pay for type of thing. So it's like, yeah, well, if you if you gave me like I make eight bucks an hour, if you gave me fifteen bucks an hour, I'd freaking I'd work circles around what I'm doing now. And then they do it, right? And then and then like the first three weeks, month, they're working their ass off, and then they start getting used to that paycheck. Then they start giving you you know eight dollar an hour at work again. 
So I think for anybody to actually make that a rule, they got to keep that in mind. Because if you did it and passed it as like a law, everybody would be going out to eat the first month. It'd be the greatest fucking thing ever. But then once they get back down to like, fuck this shit, pay me more money, it's going to be even worse. And it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. (laughs) Actually could have been about that. But then again, sometimes you can go into a Wendy's and see a guy that's like 58 years old. I'm going to work in there. (laughs) But now here's something that I've talked about, not in great depth on this show, not in great detail. But it's something that bothered me from the time that it came out, just because, again, it's just a get off my lawn thing. I don't even really watch. I don't even think it's the Paramount channel anymore. I don't even know what channel it's on. But for some reason, I keep on seeing these stupid-ass fucking commercials for this stupid, sucked when it was out the first time, Jersey Shore reunion bullshit or whatever it is. They make a whole season out of this? What are they doing? What's going on? These That whole cast is fucking hit. All right? Like, they were hit when they were when, whenever that show was out, what, 20 years ago, whatever the fuck it was. They were all pretty unfortunate-looking dudes. Or dudes. People in general. I think Snooky was modeled after like one of those cartoon M and M's. It's like four foot three. <laughs> but the thing is, is like nothing. The only thing here's the only thing that's changed in twenty years. Now I did like again. I did not watch that show, not one second of it ever, ever. And I remember when it first came out. I, I think I said this on the show before, where as soon as I heard the names of the people, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. You know, and everybody thought it was real. Like, they couldn't believe it was scripted. Oh, my God. Is it really? <laughs> but they would sit there and just, you know, go base, basically go out, get drunk, make bad decisions. They'd fuck everybody and they'd all fuck each other. Everybody's fucking whatever it is. And there's always some kind of freaking drama that's going on every single episode. Yeah they, yeah, they didn't create that. That wasn't scripted at all. And they're just acting like freaking drunken idiots, you know, and 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 and, and the fist pumping and the, and the pomade and, and all of it. That guy, the guys that are in that Jersey Shore show, they were basically the equivalent of. You remember this? This was fucking fantastic. Somewhere around the mid two thousands, I think this came out. But it's of course it's still going to be on YouTube because everything's archived on there. But if you go and type in "check out my new haircut," you remember that. <laughs> Oh, it was one of the best parodies of all time because it was made like, you know, guy who check out my new haircut and the guy, you know, he's going to have like a polo collared shirt on, you know, <laughs> there was a little, a little period there where I, I, I hung out with a group of those kids, you know, and, and they all had, it was like a uniform. They all, they were all wearing a uniform. It was like every single time that we went out. All right, this was back in the day when like jean shorts were a thing. You, they, this is the, it was the uniform. This was the same fucking thing anywhere they went. It didn't matter. They had the polo shirt, the, the you know, the collar polo shirt, jean shorts, and like white Air Force ones. <laughs> it was and, and all of them. They would they would roll up into a place like eight deep, but but it looked like they were going to like a, a school <laughs> or like a class because everybody was in uniform, you know. 
but that would that's what it was back then and and the jersey short guys were exactly that you know it was like like they pomaded their hair so solid <laughs> you know what i'm saying they can headbutt their way through a concrete wall like you, know, you remember that, that video game bonk and he's just running around bonking his head on shit he, they would just go around bashing shit get, get out of the way we got pomade check out my new haircut you know, but the thing that's really driving me nuts about it is like now I'm watching and it's I don't know however many years, twenty years later, when it whenever that fucking show was out. And the only difference is they're still doing the same dumb shit. They're all just twenty years older. And now in addition to the pomade that you got on your fucking head, you got collagen and all and Botox and all kind of shit in your fucking face. And you're trying to look like a twenty year old, you know, a twenty year ago version of yourself and you all fail miserably. Oh, and what are we going to do now? We're going to watch him at 35 years old, still drink and make bad decisions. I didn't even know when this show was on. They So apparently in the one commercial, like they had, they were doing a reunion for every single Jersey Shore as if there was more than one Jersey Shore, which I had no idea. They had like Morocco Shore, Palm Beach Shore, Key West Shore, here ashore, there ashore, everywhere ashore, shore, offshore, onshore, upshore, downshore. I had no idea. And it was just a different cast of idiots. I guess maybe, you know, because the Jersey ones are like the original ones. that like the only one that they care about. But like, I'll be sitting there watching TV. And whenever I'm watching, it like cuts to a commercial. And then like the first pu- commercial that pops on. This Jersey. Jersey. If I said it once, I'll say it a million times as a moniker on this show. We reward stupid. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Okay. When they, whoever came up with that idea for Jersey Shorter, like this is a freaking show with America written all over it. These people are going to go gaga over this nonsense. Again, going back to the fact that they play a show all the time on MTV called Ridiculousness, because that's what all that shit is. All right, it's time for that fucked up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That's fucked up. I don't understand it. I don't understand. You know, like, do other, do big time, big box corporations, do they pay attention to, to, to what's going on in the world at all? I mean, you would think that you would have to, no? Like, just to learn what not to do. What the fuck is Target thinking? Now, listen. I, I always known the target was woke. Okay, I, as a matter of fact, I even said it a couple times on this on this show, where I was walking around finding like Pride books, you know, and 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 um, you know, non-binary books for kids and all this other shit. But now I'm really done. Did not did target has target not seen what the fuck is going on with Bud Light in the last two months? They have not paid attention to that at all. There's no such thing as too big to fail. Just keep that in mind. There is no such thing. It's getting to the, I'm really happy about this because it, it tells me that even the normal people, I mean, like the, even the everyday people who don't pay attention to anything are starting to wake up and go like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, shame on me for this because when I walk into a Target, sometimes, now you guys might not believe this if you guys know what kind of a person I am. I, I'm ultra, ultra observative. 
everywhere I go, I take in everything around me. I, you know, I make sure I know what the situation is, but there are certain situations where I kind of, I don't want to say I slack, but it's like, you know, like if I, like a perfect example, if I'm walking in like a Coles, okay, if I'm walking by like the women's clothing section or the children's clothing section, I don't even bat an eyelash because I have no interest in that section. So I, like, I'm aware the section is there. However, the content that's in there, I, I really, it's, it, it could be here nor there because I don't pay attention to it. Now that's, that's, that's where it's shame on me. And I did not realize this until I saw it. Somebody posted a reel and then I went to target. I didn't even need to go there. I just walked in. I'm like, let me see what's like on my target. And I've been walking by this a million times. It's all trying to get kids to be, to be alphabet soup at two, three, four, five years old. They got bathing suits that are tuck friendly. Tuck friendly for kids. Then they had all these other things like the little rainbow colors and all this shit for boys that says queer, 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 or I'm a queen, or I'm a this and I'm a that. And people are like, what the fuck? And this is as soon as you walk the fuck in the store, it's right smack in your fucking face. You didn't just watch what happened with Bud Light <laughs> and how much money they lost. Target lost up. They've, they've lost billions in like one day. In like one day, they lost billions of dollars. Like, you think you think people are just going to let this shit go, but they're not. You know, like this Bud Light thing was perfect. It was an eye-opener for everything because now it's like, like when they saw that, they're like, wait a minute. And now there's people starting to wake up. There's, dude, all right, so apparently one of the designers for Target is is a you know alphabet soup satanist yeah that's right and on the shelves they have they have all right there's one shirt okay that says here is a homophobic headrest and it's a guillotine could you imagine (laughs) could you imagine if a straight person made a shirt like that 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 was like that was denouncing alphabet soup could could you just imagine what would happen and that's the thing, man. This I, I've been ta- I've been trying to tell you about Alphabet Soup, uh, their agenda since day one. And it, like once they got acceptance, when they were crying, like we just want to be like normal, we just want to fit in society, we want to be accepted. And it was like, all right, yeah, we're fine, we're cool with that. And what happens? You give them a fucking inch, they take a mile, and it's exactly what they're doing now. Now they're trying to force it on your kids. They're trying to force it down your throat. They're trying to make your kids like that. You- It's something about like Satan doesn't like straight people. That was another one that they had, and, and and so 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 let me see if I got this straight. If I come out and I and I knock this at all, I'm a homophobe. I'm a transphobe. That that's that's what you're gonna spit back at me while you're putting this evil out all over the place with tuck friendly fucking bathing suits for children. I saw a fucking Adidas ad with a guy modeling a girl's bathing. We can't allow this. We can't allow this make pretend <laughs> fucking permanent life. And not only did you see the guy, I mean, you saw the guy. When you look in that Adidas ad, this guy is wearing a woman's bathing suit and, 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 and there is a cucumber down there. Speaking of which, <laughs> if I didn't, I didn't notice this until after, cause like, I think it was in the first one, the first 20 minutes 
for the first time in C-Rod podcast history, I have used a drop of myself. <laughs> I think I see a dick print. No, but it's bad. And here's the other thing. You remember when I was trying to tell you about Bud Light when like when that came out and then the CEO tried to like backpedal and I'm like, nah, no, no, no it's too late now. Because now they're starting to put out commercials with the Clydesdales again, like it's a man's beard. And they're like, no, 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 no. We saw what you did. You're not just going to like walk that back. You're going to fucking pay for it. And we're going to make people pay for it now. Like this is this is great. I, like I'm loving every minute. So the, so the CEO of Target, of course, they came out and they had emergency meetings. All right. They came and it, it went public. They were like, all right, we have emergency meetings. To, to see how we how we can walk this back because we, uh, we clearly fucked up and we pissed some people off even though they knew they were gone anyway so what did they do they came out like oh yeah no no more we, we don't have it anymore we're, we're taking out the talk friendly on underwear you know and all that kind of stuff and you know what they did they just took it from the very front of the store and just buried it in the middle of the store somewhere and you and you thought you were going to get away with that wait until people get wind of that like you pissed them off by putting it in their face as soon as they walk in the store. And then as they walk around the store, when you said, no, 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 it's, it's going bye-bye. We, we took care of it. Don't worry about it. You know, we were woke, but now like, we're a little bit tired. We're going to go to sleep. So they, they, they just freaking lulled it into the middle of the freaking store. Wait till people see that lie. It's like, that's, I just, that's what I just don't understand. Like Target, you didn't, you, you didn't, I mean, have you been living under a rock for the last two months? with Bud Light but the one thing I do know is there is this one there's two companies out there I think and they're George Soros funded companies and they're basically forcing these these corporations to go woke and if they don't if they don't they're basically like okay like try us we're gonna make you go woke if you don't go woke we're, we're gonna we're gonna ruin your life and that's the world that we live in now <clears throat> and I think like I said, me, more and more people are, are becoming privy to it because, like I said, there's a large number of people in this country that, that just don't pay attention. It's not their fault, you know, but there, I, I would say probably a good half, probably half of America, probably 170 million people are just don't pay attention to shit. But when it gets to a point where you're walking around and you see more men with beards, but they're wearing skirts and wearing makeup, then you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Let me, let me go do a little bit of research to fucking see what's going on. But the fact that either either those millionaires and George Soros are forcing these companies to go woke, but the fact that people are going woke and we're not we're not fighting hard enough against it yet because of what they're doing. They're trying to they're trying to just make this more normal than normal people. That's fucked up. Now, here's the other thing that, that cracks me up, and I I should have just kept this inside of the ropes of the that's fucked up segment. It's kind of an extension of it, though. But. <laughs> These are the sickos, okay? These are the sick fucks, all right, that, that are, you know, remember how I told you, like, people just, they, they just need to have their voice heard because their mommy told them they're special, so they'll go and fight for something that's just, it, it, they don't even know what, the, like, they're really fighting about. This, this woman goes to a school board meeting, a school board meeting, okay, and, and goes to talk to, you know, the board. Okay, and I, if you do that, I think they give you a certain amount of floor time. You get like two minutes, or you get one minute, or you get you know whatever. Now, for the most part, you know most of these parents have been coming out and saying like, "Hey, this 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 critical race theory shit's fucked up." You know, the, the, this you know this you're teaching our kids sex is fucked up. You're teaching them genders is fucked up. You're teaching them trans is fucked up, and that's typically what they'll use their two minutes for. 
Listen to this dipshit. This this basically tells you the state of the mentality of the people that are on this side. So this woman, this woman gets her what I had one minute, two minutes, whatever her allotted time was, and she chose it so wisely. She really did. Listen to how she utilized her two minutes in a school board meeting. This is absolutely genius because this more parents need to be doing this. Just listen. Now, let me apologize before I give you my commentary here because I, 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 I just didn't read the caption. So it turned out that was not a school board meeting and that was not a parent. This is even worse. Do you know who this was? That was actually a freaking Senate hearing. And that was Nebraska State Senator Michaela Kavanaugh that just did that. If you didn't note my sarcasm saying that she used her time so well. How unhinged was that woman? Like she repeated herself 42 times and and just looked like she was freaking coming. She was unraveling. They're sick people, man. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I don't know what else to tell you. But did you see how work? Like she's actually like going to cry. I'm like, okay, all right. That's, that's. I guess they, they they got you brainwashed or whatever the fuck it is that you're doing, you know. But uh, that is all I got for you guys this week. And, again, I, I, I normally don't go outside of the that's fucked up segment and end it. I'll usually do, like, another bit or two. But it's been a long day here, you know, <laughs> of course, with the bad decisions that I made yesterday. And then I come home and I got to do the whole podcast today. Like I said, it's usually that, like, me, I think I started it probably about four or five months ago where I would knock out a segment on Saturday and it's just made my weekend so much more breathable and, and just makes things easy. But in situations like that, where I got to do the whole episode in one day, shit gets long. All right. And I'm not going to give you a, a ton of bonus time as I'd normally do <laughs> creating all this work for myself, you know, but it's fun as it always is No, you know, it's good Sunday as always. And the weather, I think we're just at that part now where the weather's just going to be, we're going to start getting into Africa. You know, pretty soon the pollening is is pretty much coming to an end, so I can start washing my car on a regular basis again. Thank God. If you need to get a hold of me, Christian at crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And we're just steamrolling along as we normally do here. 
on the C Rod podcast. <laughs> and that great spike we had there for two weeks has pretty much come to a screeching halt. So I guess I gotta I guess I gotta start figuring out ways to you know, create things like that so I can start dropping them in comments on like random social media and shit like that. You know, because it, it worked. I mean, it worked for a good two weeks. Like I said, we got, we got a nice little bump there for a while, but now it's back down to normal. Like, it, I don't even think we got a new listener last week. <laughs> but I'll figure that out. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Ha <laughs> ha!